This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's music row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Hey, welcome to episode 289 of the Bobbycast. A little different this one. On this episode, we picked five listeners from the B-Team Facebook page. And I told everybody, just one thing, ask whatever you want. There were no other rules... But as you'll hear in this episode, I was very surprised at the preparation into each question. I thought it'd be some behind-the-scenes stuff, but mostly it was very deep questions. Um, if you like this episode, heck, let me know. We'll do another one in the future. We'll get some more people on. It's just kind of me chatting with you guys. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Bobbycast as well, if you don't mind. Click the subscribe button or follow You know, whatever you're listening to right now, whatever platform. That would be awesome. Hit us with that five-star rating. All right, let's go. Here is my Zoom chat with listeners. Thank you, guys. So I put this out to the Bobby Bone Show B-Team Facebook group. I said, hey, let's do a podcast. And so we have some folks on right now. So we're going to do a few questions. Everybody gets three questions. I have not screened any of these questions in any way. I mean, I got on. I was a little nervous because I don't know what you guys will ask me. Just don't ask me to show you anything. You know, I know we're on webcams right now. Um, So let's meet everybody first. And when I come to you, just tell me how long that you've been listening to the Bobby Bone Show. And if you want, maybe a fun fact about yourself. So first, Eric in Washington, D.C., where are Erica? Oh, it says Eric here, but it's Erica. Hey, Erica. How are you? Hey, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Since 2012. Good to see you, as always. Uh, Danny in Chesapeake, Virginia. Where are you, Danny? Right here. There she is. Danny, say something to us. Hey, I have been listening since about 2016. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom with two boys. Nice. And what are their names? Do you want to say? Sure. Jake and Tommy. All right. What up, Jake and Tommy, if you listen back to this? Uh, Chelsea in Stevensville, Maryland. Hi, Chelsea. Where are you? Hi, um, I'm Chelsea. I am from Stevensville, Maryland, as you just said, and I'm a first grade teacher, hence the setup I have here. I see all that behind you. Is that a whiteboard? Is that what that is? Yeah, whiteboard. Spread, spread hope, not germs. Did you get COVID at all from the kids? Um, I did get COVID, but not from children. I got it from the gym. Oh, dang. That hurts. I had to stop going to the gym because I knew I was going to get it. And I own three gyms. And I was like, there's, I can't go. 
it was weird because we would go and the rule said you had to show up with a mask on, but when it was time to start, you could take your mask off and start boxing. And I was like, what the crap's the difference? So I respectfully did not go back, but I'm one vaccine in. Did you get vaccinated yet? Or are you a, you an anti-vaccine vaccine girl or what? <laughs> no, I am halfway vaccinated. Yeah, I'm halfway vaccinated too. All right. Well, Chelsea, thank you very much. We'll come back to you in just a second. Uh, Amy in Bella Vista, Arkansas. Where are you, Amy? Me. Hi. Uh, there she is. <laughs> Amy, tell me something about you. Hi. Um, well, I'm a single mom to an 11-year-old boy and I work in real estate. Make any big sales like on Netflix lately? <laughs> nope, nothing like that. I'm actually an escrow closer. So my clients are realtors and lenders and investors. I, I thought you said your clients. I, I, I could have sworn she said our clients are real turds, <laughs> not realtors. <laughs> Don't, I, I mean, that was supposed to be a secret. You know, whenever <laughs> I was buying my, I mean, any house I bought, especially my first house. And I guess more so as I've been buying houses, I've never read the packet. I just trust that that, that entire book... <laughs> that people are honest with me. And then mm -hmm. if they are lying inside of it, they will go to jail. Like that's what I trust in my heart. And so when everybody's like, all right, sign this, this page, initial this, you can read it if you want. Does anybody ever read the whole thing? Does anybody ever sit there and just go, let me read it. Uh, yeah. When I, I used to live in Colorado for a while. And when I lived there, I had a lot of people in the military and military people like to read their documents that they're signing. And I've had to several times been like, okay, let me know when you're done. I have other stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> a, that's a heavy load there. And Mike, you just found all these people just on, on the message. Yeah, I remember getting on there and writing it. Yeah, it's on the message. Okay. Uh, Mike D's also on the computer over there. Uh, and finally, da, 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 Tanner and our only dude, Tanner in Wichita, Kansas. Tanner, show your face. Hello, guys. How is everyone doing? What's happening, buddy? So tell me something about you. Um, I'm Tanner Schultz. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. And I just got my second dose of the vaccine today. Okay, Bragger. Of course. He's got to come on here and flex real strong. No, that's really cool. I'm envious of that. Caitlin's got a, a weird like circle rash from where, where she got hers. Did you get a weird circle rash on your arm at all? Um, from the looks of it, not really. It's just, it was just a little stiff, honestly. I have a couple friends that got their second, uh, I guess like four friends, two different couples that got their second shot at the Pfizer and they got extremely sick. Uh, one of them for one day, another one for two days. What, what's your story with that? Um, I haven't had any symptoms yet with it, but who knows what could happen in the next couple of days. It's a good point, Tanner. Who knows what could happen in the next couple of days? I agree with that, buddy. All right, let's go. Let's do this. Let's go first. Let's go to Erica in Washington, D.C. Erica, the floor is open. What is your question for me? All right, Bobby. Speaking of COVID, so we just left what I would describe as the most challenging year of our lifetime. It included catastrophic weather, a wild presidential election, and a global pandemic. 20 years from now, when you look back at the struggle that was 2020, what do you hope we as Americans have learned and changed in our lives? I feel like this is a presidential debate. Yeah, I feel like she stood up and we walked over to her with the microphone and I'm sitting on the little, the little pedestal, the chair and pedestal there. Uh, what do we, what do I hope? I hope mostly that we learned, uh, that if we need to develop something quickly to save folks, we can, I mean, if anything I've learned, it's all right, science, do your thing and do it faster than you've ever done it before. And they did because they had to, and it kind of just shows us when something needs to be done. You know, Steve jobs was the guy that was always like, all right, I'm going to put really harsh, um, expectations on the people that are working for me, because that's the only way they're going to actually make things happen. Uh, especially at a rate that 
they ne- never have before. And I feel like that happened. I feel like all uh, all these scientists, scientists folks, because that's what they're called officially, uh, came together and made this crap happen. And I think we're going to be able to learn a lot on how to create not just vaccines, but how to create um, different health, wellness, uh, just by sticking their nose down because it can be done. I would compare it to when they first ran the four minute mile. Nobody thought you could run the four minute mile until somebody ran the four minute mile. Then everybody should run a four minute mile because they're like, oh, somebody can actually do this. Holy crap. For me, I actually, I mean, it was as, as much as it sucked for everybody. Um, you know, Caitlin and I had just, we were together and we were flying back and forth and it kind of trapped us. And where she got stuck here, I remember she had the, her suitcase and she was like, should I fly home? Cause LA was starting to shut down. It shut down before everybody. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think it's very good in LA right now. Why don't you stay another three days? And I remember telling my friend Bobo, I was like, Hey, she's going to stay three more days. And he was like, um, I bet you it's longer than that. And thank God it was because she stayed forever. And so, you know, for me, something good, I, I think if we all look back at it too, we can find something good from this. It's been a lot of struggle, but even if it's that you need to have a bit more family time in your life, even if it's, I, I just think there's something we can pull from really hard situations that actually help make situations a lot better. But what do we really learn? I was talking, cause I don't, I didn't know your question. I think we learned that if we need to make a vaccine, we can freaking make a vaccine and we can do it quick and we can do it right. Um, and I would compare it to the four minute mile analogy. So are you satisfied with that answer? I am indeed. Thank you. Thank you. I'll come back to you. Uh, Danny in Chesapeake, Virginia. What is your question? Hey, um, well, so we all know that you have created a group of people around you for the most part that you've been friends with for a while, or you found friends and brought them on the show. But I was wondering what are some of your favorite and least favorite things about employing a group of your friends? That's a good question. The best part is because it's just people I like and you hang out with them a lot, right? I mean, 99.9% of the time, Amy sitting to my left, who is my dearest friend in the world, her and Eddie both. um, It's just such a great thing. The weird thing is when you actually have to be a boss and put on the boss pants and say, hey, we have to do better than this. Like we have to, you know, focus just on the, the micro level. Like with Amy, it's like, hey, you got to get off your phone while we're on the air because she is all over the place. She has ADD all the time. She's something, looking at her computer, looking at her phone. I know this about her. She's doodling right when I'm talking to her. Um, but I know this about her and that's the good part about being a friend. But the tough part is when it's time to have difficult conversations about, you know, how someone is performing and maybe it's not about being funny or not. It's also about, you know, work ethic. Uh, Amy is not one I have to talk about work ethic with, and neither is Eddie. Um, you know, there are certain people on the show that don't have as good a work ethic as others. Um, and that's when it gets tough to be a boss and a friend because you got to go, all right, you're not cutting it. I got to put on the boss pants for a second. I will say that Amy is fantastic at separating boss from friend to where sometimes she is like, hey, what? tell me what to do as a boss, not a friend. Um, but that's that's tough. That That's a fine line between being a boss and a friend. And sometimes I don't do good at either one of them. Uh, cause I'm not as good a friend as I should be. And I'm probably not as good a boss as I should be either at times, but that's always been kind of a juggling act. But I will say in the last couple of years, maybe the last year since scuba Steve has been there, um, I kind of lean on him a lot to handle a lot of the, Hey, I need you to whip people in shape kind of stuff, or I'm not getting, um, either because if you don't have a good vibe in that studio, nobody wants to be around you. And sometimes People don't have good vibes. And we're like, all right, you're, you're detrimental to what we're doing here. Cause you're over there all sold up. 
Um, so scuba Steve handles that a little bit now too. Eventually it all, you know, comes to me, buck stops with me, but that's probably the, the hardest thing about boss and friend. So, uh, thank you for your question. I appreciate it. That's a good one. Chelsea in Stevensville, Maryland. You are up Chelsea. What do you have for me? Okay. So I'm wondering if you were going to create and teach your own college course, like anything you wanted, what would it be? Well, I'm not going to say radio. Uh, because that's the easy answer. I would say probably a course in like nineties television or, or a nineties music period, obviously nineties. I was born in the eighties. So obviously nineties because that's when I grew up, but I think I'm a pretty expert in nineties TV and nineties country and nineties alternative. And, you know, I think we all love when we were kids because we were so influenced by what we were listening to as we were growing. I know even music now, you know, my job sometimes is check out new music but I never check out new music for fun anymore because whenever it's time for me to relax, I just want to hear the stuff that makes it easy for me. Just like the reason I watch the office and I every night, I don't need to follow along. I can enjoy it and also just sit back and chill. Um, same thing with like a playlist. Eddie and I were together today and I was like, Hey, what do you want to listen to? And he's like, man, I don't know. Let's, let's not have to listen to anything. Let's, let's do classic rock. So also we were bo both disappointed that food fighters came up on classic rock. Uh, it hurt our feelings a little bit. So, but I would say probably a course, in the 90s uh thank you for your question amy in bella vista arkansas is, is it be bella vista bella vista it's bella vista okay i thought it was bella vista okay uh yeah go ahead. um so i i think i mentioned i have an 11 year old boy so i asked him what he wanted to ask you <laughs> he's not here tonight he's with his dad oh. no so he's with his dad but he wanted to ask you he said thinking about uh time vortexes what is one event in history that you would change well, that's the question. Would you murder baby Hitler? Right. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. He said, what about baby Hitler? <laughs> yeah. I mean, would you murder baby? And I don't think I would murder baby Hitler, but I think I would surround him with better influences. I think I would put him in a situation that actually allowed him to make better choices and not be basically the worst human ever that murdered millions and millions of people. Um, so probably that if I were changing something, um, either that or in 1998, Clint Sterner fumbled as we were driving against Tennessee and we ended up losing the game and Tennessee won the national championship. Other than that, you know, those, those are the two things that come to mind right off the bat. But yeah, it's the bit. Michael, what would you do about baby Hitler? Would you kill him? Would you, I mean, mine was the most diplomatic answer. It's like, well, I'm just gonna put good people around him. What would you do? I think for the good of the world. Oh, I can't hear you. There you go. I think for the good of the world, I would. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. tough. Nah, it's not. Yeah. Thank you for your question. Uh, let's go over to Tanner in Wichita, Kansas. Tanner, you're up. First round, you have the final question. Go ahead, buddy. Um, this one is probably an odd question out of everyone's first questions, but hey, there's uh, no odder question than about baby Hitler. Come on, Tanner. Okay. Um, what goal do you think humanity is not focused on enough on achieving? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's crazy that people have billions of dollars and some people can't even eat. I mean, and that's weird to me, mm -hmm. honestly. I think it's weird that, you know, 90% um, of the wealth is held by, you know, 1% of the people or whatever the, the ridiculous stat is that changes all the time. Um, I mean, that's probably it. Our, trying to fulfill our basic human rights. I mean, even if it gets down to like a, a minimum wage, like how are we not raising it? Like let's, 
as someone who watched his mom work on minimum wage, it's like, that's not a living wage. So you have to work three jobs. That's not a living wage. You have to work three jobs to have a living wage. You're not making a living wage. Um, and so again, as I kind of dial in and, you know, people go, well, if we raise the minimum wage to $15, which 15 may be a little high for me, I wouldn't mind a 12 or a $13, but nobody compromises these days in politics, but a $15 minimum wage. And if people are going to lose their job in three or four years, and we're going to see that years down the road, I'm like, well, why don't we feed people right now and figure it out? We just made a vaccine in like six months. Why can't we figure this out too? I would rather help people now and at least have a chance to figure it out than not help people now. They not get help and stay status quo for years to come. But I think it's basic human rights stuff more than anything else. Um, that and more five-star recruits to Arkansas football. Those would be the two things that I would probably focus more on. So uh, thank you. Thank you very much. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means the families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this. Take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new, this shirt saves lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct-to-consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. You want to do, you want to do a second? We'll go backward now, Tanner. All right. You're, what, what's your other question? Are you guys are, Mike, they're going deep on this stuff. Uh, very I thought they'd be like, like, is there hard to hey. questions? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know I need to prepare stuff. stuff. I'm, I'm just making up stats, stats over here. here. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, uh, Tanner, Tanner, go ahead, bud. 
All right. My second question is, um, how do you handle all the negativity you get, whether it's a social media post you have, or it's a something about the show, like your guys's opinions on things in the world? That's a good question. Um, I try not to look at it. Same reason, same way I handle a bunch of sugar and sweets to try not to keep it in my refrigerator. I found for me, the best thing to do is to not be around things that don't make me a better person. Um, but I've also had a lot of experience at it. I think what is cool for me is that I grew with the internet. The internet blew up as I was growing up, which allowed me to learn with it. I would compare it to being, and all your parents are going to laugh at me here because I'm not a parent, but I would make the comparison to having as a young parent, a baby and growing with the baby and learning how to be a parent as the baby gets older. And then just adopting a 12 year old and it being like, okay, time to be a parent with a 12 year old. You're like, I don't know how to be a parent with anything, much less a 12 year old. You know, so for me, I was lucky enough to be a young parent of the internet as the internet was growing. Um, kids now, it sucks for them. Like they're taking on a, a, a raging bull of the internet. And I don't know how they do it. I was, I was having a conversation with a bunch of people in Valdosta, Georgia. I was speaking down there and they had asked me about, you know, the internet. And it's just so brutal for someone like my fiance, Caitlin, I'm going to pull up my phone here. She has not had to deal with any sort of negativity from folks because she's never put herself out there for that reason. She just been so much at a private Instagram forever. She, the reason she even took hers off private is because so many people were requesting her that it clogged her Instagram. And she was like, you know what? I'll just keep it on. But she, this is the message she got this morning. I'll read it to you. Your fiance says you have no interest in being on camera or film. I don't buy it. You're always on pictures. I think you might be a whore. I think you're a phony who uses people. I hope Bobby gets a prenup. That came from a random person. And the last thing that random person had said to her before that was, hey, I love your four things tote. And so she's sitting here. I'm looking at her. She's getting a tear in her eye. I'm like, hey, what happened? She was like, I got a DM from someone that it's being extremely rude. And she hasn't had to deal with this and nor has she put her opinions out there to have to absorb this back, which is the weirdest thing. The thing that is upsetting to me is she just is existing and getting beat up, not doing anything. She's not saying, Hey, here's my political belief. Hey, here's what I think about your stupid team. Here's things that usually make people upset or have an opinion back. Nothing. So she doesn't even post that much on Instagram. Once every couple of weeks, she might post something. She might do a story. She likes to cook. If someone reposts her cooking videos or make something, she really likes that because she feels like she may have helped someone. She's like, hey, I may have taught them something cool to cook. Um, the internet, it's a, it's, a it's a bad deal if you let it be a bad deal. So I try not to let it. I still am affected sometimes by it. I still see a message or I'm tagged sometimes. But mostly to me anymore, it's not about me so much. It's when they go after people that I care about. That's what bothers me the most. So I don't go to our Facebook page, maybe, maybe four times a year because it is a vile place. And most people there are good, but the 25% of people that are on there not being good, they run it for everybody. So I don't even go over there. Morgan posts a lot of great content over there, but I don't go look at it. Um, thank you, Tanner. All right, Amy, coming back to you. We're going backward, back to Arkansas. Amy, what's up? Hi. Um, so... I got back to my kid. Um, he, a couple of years ago, I had to take him out of school because he's been bullied a lot. Um, so he's going back to school next year. He's going to go be in seventh grade. It's a charter school. And he wants to know if you have any advice for him going to a new school. Yeah, I went to a lot of new schools, man. It stunk. Honestly, the first thing to know is it's just going to be uncomfortable, right? And I think the first step at getting through something uncomfortable is knowing what's when it's going to be uncomfortable because then you're not going, okay, I hope this is going to be, 
going to new school stinks because it's everything's new. We don't like new because, you know, new insinuates change. We don't like change because it could be worse than what we're coming from. Um, but going to a new school as someone who did it many times, man, it's, it's not linking up early with folks who are trouble because, you know, everyone's claiming the new kids. It's a weird thing. They either claim you or, or pick on you. Um, and it's not when you start to get picked on, you know, you, you try to find some safe haven and it's just staying away from people that are going to create bad decisions for you later on. Um, but say hi to everybody, meet people. It's like when someone moves to a new city, I say the same thing. It's obviously different in a school, but be friendly, smile, just know that you're going to get stronger from it because it is going to be an uncomfortable situation. I was on American Idol last night talking about this with a girl, not the same exact situation, but the, the question was, Hey, I don't like to sing in public. What do I do? I was like, Hey, you got to go be uncomfortable because you don't grow ever or get better at anything unless you're uncomfortable because there is a struggle. Think about anything you've ever done in your life that you got better at. You, it, it stunk. It was hard. It was uncomfortable for a while, but you're glad you did it. And for me having to kind of be a chameleon probably five times, I'm good with any group. Like it made me a better adult because it doesn't matter what kind of group of people you put me with. Like I am good. I am educated. It is another part of the education process. So I would tell him, keep his chin up. He's going to make some awesome friends, friends. He doesn't even know he's going to make yet. And he's going to be so much stronger in a year from now that he's going to be able to take on the world. But I also wouldn't lie to him and say, it's supposed to be easy and fun. Um, there's parts of new school. That's fun. Especially if, you know, new girls are fun. I know no girls ever like me, but new girls existing was fun. But yeah, just tell him I said to go in there, make as many friends as he possibly can. And by the end of the year, some will weed themselves out and he'll have a good group and listen to his mom. That's why I tell him. Thank you. All right. That's tough. Change of schools is tough. I wish I had some answer like, oh, it'll all be good. How old is he again? 11? He said. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough age, too. They're, these kids are starting, their armpits are starting to smell a little bit, which means their hormones are raging, which means it's a tough age. Um, I would just yeah. let them know that do you guys talk about, you, do you love, you tell him you love him. Does he feel like you support yeah. him? You guys are good like that. Yeah, yeah. He always says I'm his best friend. I would just let him know that you're always there. That's it. And honestly, between me and you, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough on you too, but you have to stay strong too. You have to stay stronger than, than you really are to him. Thank you. All right. I wish I had a better, like a happy answer. Now I feel like I should go to some sad song and play us out with everybody hurts from REM. <laughs> he'll get it though. And he'll be stronger from it. You know, I, he promise, will be. I promise you he will be. All right. Thank you for your question. I appreciate that. Thank I think you. I just made her cry. Great. Mm -hmm. There I go again. Um, let's go over to, mm -mm 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 -mm. I think it's Chelsea. Chelsea, what's going on? So hey, let me ask you, hold on. New kid comes to class, first grade, a bit different than 11 year old. What do you tell her? It's a, I feel like it's a lot different because at the age that I teach, they're so resilient and like joyfully unaware of that kind of thing. So it's hard. My students are so much more willing to do those transitions and not really notice like the awkwardness of it. Yeah. Um, but I would say like reach out to the school yourself as the parent and make a connection that way. If there are issues, you have that communication between you and the school as well. 
See, come on. Who knew we were going to have an educator on here that could tell us the real answer? I'm over here going, yeah, it's going to suck for a while, but he's going to be stronger. She's like, here's actually what you can do. So, yeah, that's good. All right, Chelsea, what do you have? Your advice was great. Um, okay, so my girl, Caitlin, I love her. Tell her I said, what up? And I'm wondering, so my husband is two years younger than me. And um, normally, like, it's not really a big deal. But every once in a while, something comes up where I'm like, oh, wow, like, you're two years younger than me. So I'm wondering, in your relationship, do you guys ever notice those age difference little things in everyday life? The only time is when she wants to listen to Harry Styles, Justin Bieber all the time. That's really it. It's just music. And I like Harry Styles and I like most of Justin Bieber. I like new Justin Bieber, although this new album, by the way, Mike, I'm an expert on the new album already. It's only been out since Friday yet. That's because I have to hear it all the time. Um, I like the album before this better. It's a little more R&B than this one. It's a little more, this was a little more dancey pop. Um, Justin music. She's far more mature than I am in almost every way. She also doesn't understand references I make about the nineties. She's 11 years and some months younger than I am, but no, I feel like if anything, I'm the juvenile there. You're older than your husband. How about that? Huh? How does he yeah. feel about that? Are you taller than him too? Oh gosh, no. He's uh, like six inches taller than me, but he thinks it's great. He thinks like I'm a cougar. It's fine. That's funny. I also <laughs> think, I think with our age thing too, why it works so good for me is like, I want to have kids and I waited later because I was scared to death of having them and having to put my kids in the same situation I went through. So I didn't want to have them and be extremely poor, frankly. And so I probably waited longer than I had to. Um, and so, you know, I, I met the right person and part of that right person, she wants to have kids too, and she can still have kids for a few years. And that's great for us. You know, if I was going to marry, you know, find a 50 year old, oh, it's all, we're not going to be having many kids unless we adopt them. Um, but I just, I never really believed in the right person, honestly, until her. Cause I always was like, ah, oh, you guys are just saying that crap. That's just from a movie or a book. But for the first time I actually do, because it was just like, like, Oh, this is it. It, it doesn't mean it's always perfect, but it means like, even when it's not perfect, I never go, Oh, this might be the end of it. It just means when it's not perfect, I go, oh, I can't wait to figure out how to, how I'm an idiot here. We can get back to it being perfect again. Um, but the age thing is only TV shows and music. Thank God. Um, thank you uh danny in chesapeake virginia coming back to you okay um i know that in in what you do you give back in a lot of different ways but i was wondering what is what is one or what are a few of the most rewarding moments of your career oh easy uh buy my mom a, a trailer and some land and i wasn't making a whole lot of money then i was doing just doing well but it wasn't like i could just go out and you know, take a backpack of cash and throw it at the guy and be like, but for me, you know, I did that probably a year and a half or so before my mom died. Um, and it was just to give her a little bit of peace of not having to always worry about rent or having even the peace and calling me and going, Hey, can you cover rent? Um, we were struggling with her at the time as well and her sobriety and, um, but it was that, um, and then I just recently did it with my sister again. I bought her a house. Um, we went, I didn't talk about this on the air at all, um, but we went and she was looking at, she has some land that she lives on. And she's like, man, I'd really like to get like a, a nice manufactured home, which she was like, cause I want to live on this piece of land and I don't want to build a house. I was like, well, let's, let's go look and see what they are. She's been saving up to buy a used one. Um, she manages a restaurant in hot Springs. 
And I was like, okay, let's, let's go. And, and our, my sister and I were estranged for probably eight or nine years. Um, but we are now very good and very close. And so I said, Caitlin and I, Caitlin knew what I was doing and kind of walked through Caitlin. I said, Hey, well, let's just go look at some, this is right before Christmas. And I just want to get an idea. Cause I don't know how much they are. And we went to this place and she was like, Oh, I can never afford one of these. Cause these are all brand new. And so, and these, these manufactured homes are pretty baller now. Like it has like three bedrooms, freaking washer and dryer, the living rooms, massive. I was like, holy crap. This is awesome. Like the trailers I lived in is like a, a, a loaf of bread. That's it. You just had to find your spot in the loaf of bread that had a wall on it. It was like a jungle gym in this thing. Anyway, we walk in in, in one of the new ones and I was like, let's look in this one. I just want to get an idea. And she was in the back of the, the line. It was me, Caitlin, her and her two kids and the, the woman that we'd already called and set up and planned this whole thing with. And we walked in and there was uh, it said, happy birthday, Merry Christmas, Amanda. And then she had a tree and all the furniture and stuff was in there. It was all hanging out. She was like, what is happening? And then she finally understood it. And I was able to go, Hey, we bought you this house and got all the hookups covered, all the insurance. And so it took like three weeks to get it out there, but she's now living in it. And that's, I mean, that to me, to be able to do that is like on the big scale, the best on the, you know, all the giving back that I do now. I don't know that I'm, I ever go to bed going, oh, I feel really good about myself. I kind of go, I owe that more than I go to bed feeling some sort of sense of accomplishment. People help me get here. My youth director, my head football coach, youth director in church, head football coach, uh, my friend Evan's dad, like they were father figures to me and were consistency for me when I didn't have consistency. And so had people not given to me to get here, I wouldn't be here. So yeah, I don't feel like I'm doing something good. I feel like I'm doing something owed and I often feel like I didn't give enough when it comes to that. Uh, the, the micro micro thing is tipping. I tip huge. I can now, honestly, I can. And I do, I know what it was like to get a tip that changed your whole week or month. Even if someone would tip me 50 bucks, that was a big part of my car payment. And so daily, that's it for me to be able to go. Here's a big tip. Here's hundred percent of the bill. I'll double it up. And maybe eventually I'm not able to do that right now. I can do that. So I do do that all the time. I do do. Hey, Mike, I do do that. Yeah. So that would be the three things as you ask me that, as I'm just, you know, word vomiting that I feel were the most meaningful to me. It's not anything like radio hall of fame or dancing with the stars or American idol or all that stuff. Um, that, all that stuff's cool and fine. And there are, there's a sense of accomplishment that comes with all of that. But that's not the stuff where I go, man, I'm going to hold on to that because that's important. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's a good question. Uh, Erica Washington, that's your second question. What do you got for me? Okay, Bobby. Many of your listeners know that you were raised in Mountain Pine, Arkansas, population 772. What is one thing about your hometown that you absolutely love and brings back great memories? Well, maybe the yum yum shop there because, you know, we would leave basketball and football practice and for a quarter you get ice cream and uh, you could hang out. I just, I didn't have a lot of friends when I grew up. Um, so to, when I was like in junior and high school or senior in high school, I started to be pretty decent at sports. That was pretty cool for me. And so going to the yum yum shop where kids first started to go, okay, he's not a complete idiot. Um, that was fun. I, I think at one, some point I'd like to go buy the yum yum shop there. Um, 
But I, yeah, you, the Yum Yum Shop in Mount Pine, it's open. You guys should support it. Mike just handed me a note that says this cuts off at 40 minutes. Is that true? It's true. Oh, crap. How much time do we have? Uh, four minutes. Okay, four minutes. Let's do rapid fire. Erica, go. Okay, Bobby, if you run for political office, what's one thing that you're going to do for your uh, people that you support? Well, I'm going to try to uh, – food insecurity will be what I focus on first and foremost. If we can't eat, we can't do anything else. Really, you can have every, every political decision you want to make, but you can't eat, you can't do anything else. So as you guys know with me, my thing is if, if you can't eat or have a place to live or – then you can't make other decisions in your life to actually be a better person. Uh, food insecurity be the first thing that, that I work on. Uh, next up, let's go to Danny. Hit it. Hey, uh, real quick. I just wanted to know which episode of your new show are you most excited to air? I do know the first episode. I'm not supposed to say this yet, but uh, whatever. It's the um, Grand Canyon episode where I'm 4,000 feet hanging on a rope. I hated it the most. They're airing it first. That's the one that's crazy. And, I, and I'm not supposed to say it officially, but that's one you guys will see. Okay. Thank you very much. Chelsea, you're up. Go. Okay. Shooting my shot first. My husband said we can move to Nashville if Bobby Bones gives me a job. So hit me up. Also, would you rather have Ryan Seacrest's job on Idol or be governor of Arkansas? Uh, be governor of Arkansas because Ryan Seacrest will always be synonymous with Idol. If I, if he, for some reason he decided to quit and they gave me that job, it'd be great. And I would love it and hopefully be able to pivot that to something else, but he is American idol. He's the guy that's been there the whole time. So I'd rather be governor of Arkansas, although idol does pay pretty well, I'll be honest with you, but no, I'd rather be governor of Arkansas and I don't have any jobs. We can't even pay interns right now. We don't have any interns. Um, good luck moving to Nashville. Go ahead, Amy and Bella Vista go. Okay. Where do you hope? And also, you know, Arkansas, I would vote for you, <laughs> but where do you hope as a society we are in five years? Mm, well, in five years, I just hope we're 30% less aggressive with each other about having a difference in political opinion. That's it. Just a movement, the right direction. Don't care. Which, I like which, that. Yeah. It just, I, I'm never someone that goes, all right, I don't full change. I think if we can go 30% the other way, that's a, that's a good step. And now I can remember, here we go. Old guy, Bobby here. I remember when people were just Democrats, or Republicans, you didn't hate them. That's it. You just didn't hate them. That, that was just part of life. And you figured out ways to, to eventually and, and occasionally do stuff together. So thank you for your question. Tanner, you're up. Last question, brother. All right. So when you first hear a song, do you instantly know it's a hit or do you think it will flop? Uh, I, I, I don't know a song to hit the first time, honestly. I don't have one of those ears that goes instant hit, but I do have one of those ears about three times to go. I think people will really like this. Some of the songs I've broken, we have one minute. Some of the songs I've broken, I didn't like myself personally, but I knew there were massive hits. Um, but I'm not someone who claims I can hear a song real quick and, and, and nail it. Guys, we're, we have 30 seconds out. I'm keep talking to they kick the room out. Did you guys have fun? Yes or no? Is that this fun? Should we do it again sometime? Yeah, that was great. Yes. Thank, you so Thank you so much. Thank you for yes. Thank you for giving the time to me to come on here. Obviously, I didn't know your questions because I just talked until I figured it out, but they're going to cut me off soon. I appreciate you guys so much for listening and supporting. Not me because I'm just a dummy, but what, what we do. Um, and so thank you all. You represent, you five represent an entire group of the beat team. So thank you for your questions and how thought out they were and how nice you guys were to me and for your time. So uh, B team, thank you. They're disconnecting me now. Have a good night, everybody. See you later. Bye, Bobby. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.
This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.